That was the easy one. The 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 the, the liturgical part is, uh, uh, I think, a pretty easy one. But brother, just consider for a moment, though. As and, and supposedly this all applies to the uh, to the to the pagans in the Amazon that cannot be converted, and, um, and they sent these uh, these bishops there, and they come boast, uh, back and boast and brag that they baptized no one in thirty years because that would be offensive, and we don't want to rain on their parade, and we should learn from them and all that. So what we can see coming out of this is a bunch of dead missionaries. A bunch of people are going to go down there of goodwill and will not be armed with anything that can convert anyone and will either be converted or may be killed, sacrificed, or whatever the case may be. You know, there are, uh, you know more stories than I do, uh, but after Muhammad and after uh, Islam uh, has given has taken flight and is taking over and place, places like Hippo where St. Augustine was once bishop there were several martyrs right brother that were brothers of whatever orders or priests that went into Muslim places and went into Muslim uh, Muslim societies and cities and what have you to try to convert them back. And many of them the, the, were martyred, right? The proto martyrs, the proto martyrs of the Franciscan Order, were uh, martyred in Morocco, and they were they were the ones that Saint Anthony of Padua, really Saint Anthony of Lisbon, because he was Portuguese. But anyway, that's another story. Um, they were the ones who who inspired Saint Anthony to go from being a an Augustinian canon regular, which he was at the time. He met them on their way out, so they passed through Portugal to go off to Morocco. And uh, he met them on their way back in when they came back in boxes. And he said, I want to join this group. <laughs> I want to be in a box too. He wanted to go. In fact, you know, it was, he, he was, he was sailing for Morocco when, when a storm came and blew the, blew the ship off course. And he ended up Back in, in Italy, someplace in southern Italy, where they had the famous chapter of the mats of the Franciscan order, and that's when he met St. Francis. Um, and uh, But anyway, he it, yeah, so the, 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 the first martyrs of the Franciscan order who were killed in the lifetime of the founder were, uh, were, 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 were martyred by the Muslims in Morocco. But the point I was making about that is they actually were armed with the actual faith. I mean, they could have converted— um, you're going to send missionaries now that aren't armed with with, with the actual faith. They're armed with a watered, uh, with a um, weakly Christianized version of the pagan ritual. I mean, this is going to end it, it, just just from a, uh, that point of view. This to me holds out the prospect that this is going to end terribly for lots of people that maybe are currently missionaries in the Amazon or in South America, because, you know, South America has gone pretty bad. Venezuela, 95% Catholic, 20 years ago, now completely socialist and under a military dictator. That's what happens when you stray from and kick the faith out and say, we don't want to practice that no more. Yeah, and think about, okay, so think for a moment about the Latin American culture. Now, I'm not talking about the Amazonian culture per se, the the the, the indigenous peoples. I'm talking about Latinos, you know, the, the, the mestizo peoples, the people of European descent, the people who have at least been uh, the people who have been civilized by the Catholic Church and Catholic culture. 
among the men, there is something of, you know, they call it the machismo, right? The, so, and, and machismo has its upsides and it has a lot of downsides. Okay. But look at machismo and look at the new religion, Mike. Look at machismo and look at Catholicism, you know, 2.0 or whatever you want to call it. The new religion with its pansified liturgy, with its de-viralized priesthood, with its emasculated uh, um, rituals in the sanctuary, letting, letting women into the sanctuary where they never were before, you know, female epistle readers and all this stuff, you, you're, you're appealing to a culture that at least historically valued machismo with effeminacy. Gee, do you think that's going to work? Nope. Of course not. And guess what? It didn't. It failed miserably. It failed just as miserably as Maduro's political socialism. So there is no appeal. This this effeminate religiosity has absolutely no appeal to a real man anywhere in the, in the good old U.S. of A. or in uh, in in Venezuela or in wh- wherever. You know, you're seeing this historically. Catholic uh, Latin American countries, and I'm not saying that they were bastions of Catholicity, you know, ever since they were converted. I mean, many of them have gone through horrible times uh, as far as how Catholic they've remained. But you look at them statistically, and it's after the council, it's after the new mass, it's after all these changes that they start dropping off, you know, statistically the floor starts dropping out from under them. And now they just don't trust the episcopacy. Look at what happened in Chile. Chile was remarkably Catholic, and and now it's losing Catholics because you have you have this terrible betrayal of the episcopacy, um, and you know it. Pope Francis named named this man as a bishop who was known to have been an enabler of perverts, of deviants, of 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 of, of pederasts. That's right. And um, the people the people you know uh, appealed to the Pope. The Pope called them names. And uh, then they got violent. You remember that? They actually got violent, and they started manhandling the guy as he came to take over his Episcopal uh, cathedral. And um, then, you know, more facts come out, and the Pope is sort of pushed to acknowledge that, yeah, I, I put a bad man in here. And he reversed himself. Um, and he apologized to the people that he had insulted. Now, well, bro- brother, that- brother, quickly, because people may not know their story, but they may have seen it on social media. The media reported that story wrong. That story was not reported as you just said it. That story was reported as bad, horrible, indigenous people, self-righteous, wonderful priests trying to help the poor pagans out. That's that's how that story was presented because I covered that story and I remember watching the video. You can see, you can still see the video uh, of what brother just described here. Just wanted to footnote that 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 story by most media <clears throat> and certainly almost all Catholic media was presented again as the people that were aggrieved by this uh, this terrible choice for uh, a bishop that uh, it was their fault and not his. And as Brother just said, it's exactly backwards. Yeah, well, I mean, so, yeah, because, of course, the the media is sort of in love with with the— novelties in the Catholic Church and they don't want to make it they don't want to they don't want to make Pope Francis look like he could have made a mistake. Or brother, let me just give you another marker. 